Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Sarah. And this is We, we Trust, Trust the, the process. process. One day late today. Whoops. Oops. We didn't forget. We were just having some technological problems with our television. Yeah, we use rabbit ears to uh, contact the uh, television spirits in the sky. And the sky was really cloudy, and that channel wasn't coming in very well. No, it was frustrating. <laughs> very So we decided to just enjoy watching the show and so wait we a day. So we skipped it. And now we watched it on Hulu. On Hulu with shorter ads. Different ads. Hulu, now with shorter ads. More ads about uh, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> oh, man. Week eight. I am still reeling over this ending. Oh, that revelation. <sighs> yeah, so I thought, like, I've been going through some anxiety provoking things in my workplace and i thought that most of it had been resolved so but then watching this show this episode my anxiety is back <laughs> what is going on with peter oh my gosh we'll get to that a little bit later i think <sighs> i know but i'm going to carry it with me the whole way <laughs> okay so this week we're in dallas to meet rachel's family yeah we kicked it off in dallas doing a little bit of an untraditional untraditional Non-traditional? Non-traditional, I think, is the proper... Verbiage? Yeah. We're shaking it up. Yeah, because Rachel's sister is eight months pregnant, so she was not going to fly to Spain. So no we way. couldn't do family meetings in the fantasy suite locale, which just seems cleaner to me anyway. It seems more... We shouldn't be mixing, you know... Fantasy with family? I was going to say business and pleasure, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I gotcha. <laughs> Ships in the night. <laughs> Imagine if that's what that meant. Or if someone thought that, like ships in the night was a reference to like, you know, fantasy sweet time. Yeah, special I understand what you're saying. Time. Nope, that's not quite what it is. <laughs> it's passing without saying anything to each other. Oh, right. We're not even noticing. All right. So the guys are all back together in the same place and they're not too thrilled about it. But we understand why. So the guys are going on their family, meet the family dates. Yes. Peter gets to go first. And he and Rachel go to the baby clothes store. Yeah. Pick out some clothes for little Alistair and the soon to be named female baby. Swedish Sugar Children's Boutique. It's a good name for a place, huh? Yeah. This was cute. I thought it was a cute idea for like something special to bring mm -hmm. but rachel makes peter pick out the clothes and then seems to kind of like say nope to each thing that he yeah, points and just, to and just decides which ones he should pick out yeah like as, as long as you pick anything with stripes you'll be good so he picks something with stripes i like that peter was into the matching stuff like where the like big brother and little, little whatever would sibling yeah have cute little matching clothes I think that matching clothes and baby outfits are probably the coolest thing about having a kid. <laughs> like to match the baby? Yeah. Yeah. My parents had that when I was little. We had like, we had matching red t-shirts that had um, like a bear paw print. Mm -hmm. And it said like, I think it said like mama bear, papa bear, baby bear. Nice. Yep. That's cute. It was really cute. The pictures are cute. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I, I see it in pictures. Right. Yeah. I never had any matching clothing. Oh, God. Just hand-me-downs. <laughs> well, yeah, they would have needed a, like, baby bear 
other baby bear, other baby bear. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Too many baby bears. Peter was saying that he regretted what he said last week about not being ready to say he loves her and to propose. And that was really weighing on him a lot. And so he really wanted to get up and say that up front to her. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. I think that the way that this show usually goes is it's like, I have this big thing that I want to tell Rachel. And then they wait for the entire date to go through with like this thing looming over them. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end they talk about it. But they just like sat down outside of her parents' house Mm -hmm. and had this chat before going inside. Which I think is like really smart and a good way to like just do the thing you need to do and, and not then... make the rest of the day really awkward yeah like yeah. going on a positive note yep rather than having this awkward l-bomb dropping yeah. moment and i looming think over you and i think that it really showed with how comfortable they were with each other and there was again none of that like looming unnecessary garbage hanging over them yeah, but then we cut back to the hotel room where uh, Brian and Eric are talking, and Brian is telling Eric that Peter uh, might not propose or say, I love you. And I was like, how does he know that? That means that Peter must have told him. Or did Rachel tell him? I would find that hard to believe that Rachel would tell him. Yeah, but it seemed weird that he knew. Yeah. Although, yeah, I guess it did seem like Peter was being pretty forthcoming. Yeah. With Brian. A little bit later, he was saying that yeah. he's not going to ask for a hand or he that he d- hadn't asked right. permission. Yeah. Eric didn't really seem to have much of a reaction about it. And I think that Brian was hoping that he was kind of like going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. And they were all on like the same side well, with it. Eric said something like, like, what is he feeling then? Like at this point, either you're in or you're not. Mm. And to me, that was like more of the sign of Eric's confusion about how like emotions work. <laughs> and like... It doesn't, it's not just like a yes or no. Yeah. Like it can be complicated and there's other things attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so then back to sitting outside of Rachel's parents' house. Um, Peter says that, says, you mean the world to me and I'm falling in love with you. And then she says it right back to him. And then, she, yeah, I'm falling in love with you too. And then Peter's like, I had a feeling. And Rachel goes, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was just, I don't know. I like their totally adorable their interactions together. Yeah, minus the end of the episode stuff. We're not there yet. Just keep yourself in it's the moment. It's hard to stay in this moment when you know what's coming. <laughs> I think it was all the wine they were drinking, though. They had a lot of wine. Yeah, wine brings out negativity. And just a anyway, lot of, like... we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to okay, it. Okay. They were sober at this point, and they were falling in love with each other right. and having a nice time. Maybe they just shouldn't drink together. Yeah, well, I hear you that there. Peter meets. Most of Rachel's family, um, her dad isn't there and he's not going to be there for any of the three of them. And then you brought up that he actually wasn't there when she met Nick or when Nick met right. her family too. Yeah. So I think that her dad is just like not on board. He doesn't want to be on the TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he does. He works in he some works big in building. He works in like government or some sort of law thing. I remember with Nick, they sort of played it off as like, my dad has to be at work today. Yeah, but I think that he just isn't really interested mm-hmm. in this whole thing. And like the, something that her mom said about when Peter was saying that he's more interested in just continuing their relationship rather than maybe getting engaged. And like his mom said that that's something that the dad would really be on board with. Sure. So who knows? Something's up there. But I mean, there were plenty of people to grill these guys. Yeah. Even without the dad being around. 
So we met uh, the sister Constance and her husband, Alex, uh, her mom, Kathy, uh, aunt and uncle Jeff and Connie, and then later uh, her cousin, Andrea, mm-hmm. and son, Alistair. Alistair, who was super cute. Peter tells his story about how his parents got engaged after a month of dating and then have since been together for 36 years. Yep. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Shit got pretty deep at the table. Like, he just kind of kept going on about... Yeah, he was emoting big time. He was just, like, laying it out there about how he was feeling. Mm -hmm. He was on a roll. You know, he started it outside. He just kept it going. (laughs) He said that, uh, that things seemed to have been brought on by a greater force in their relationship. Which is like, that's some powerful stuff. That's some like Cupid matchmaking stuff. That's like the big man upstairs is like. These two. Pushing them together. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's not the force he was talking about. Which force are you thinking he's talking about? Like the force. Like Star Wars force? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of it that like way. Like Peter is a Jedi. And Brian's a Sith. Oh, that explains everything. And Eric is He's like a droid or something. <laughs> He's a neutral droid. I, I love you. Love, 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 deep, deep love. <laughs> yeah. And so and Peter was like, he noticed how much of a part of him was gone when Rachel's gone. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. All of that stuff is like such a big deal. Yeah. Constance talks to Rachel. That's our first like cutaway is her mm-hmm. talking to her sister about Peter and Rachel's saying that Peter's has been the most reserved out of the group. And she's just like floored about all the stuff that he just said at the table. Yeah. Like just blown away. Yep. I mean, she makes it seem like he hasn't told her all that he's falling in love with her. But I mean, there were there was a lot more said than what he said outside. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Then we see Alex, Constance's husband, so the brother-in-law, um, talking to Rachel and, or no, talking to Peter. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, Rachel's not perfect. So what do you see in her that's of concern? And like, I really like him. I think I remember him being like this with Nick too, where yeah. it was just like, this guy is just like getting into it. He's asking, he's really not messing around. Yeah. yeah. He's not just like giving fluffy stuff. Like, um, I think that that's a good question to ask. He's also not asking like, the typical questions that family members ask like he didn't ask well how can you be in love so quickly like he was asking questions that you could ask somebody that's been with someone for a really long time too and they still were very topical yeah and shows like reflection on a relationship like Mm -hmm. it's all fine and good to just list all the things that you like about somebody but to be able to pick out the things that you think are problematic is pretty mature yeah and to have the to be comfortable talking about it is important too. But Peter doesn't really have anything to say. Yeah. I don't think he really had an answer. He's like, um, I don't really have any problems with her. Yeah. And then he kind of points back on himself saying like he hasn't, he didn't like jump in feet first until recently. Yeah. So he hasn't been like swept away from the beginning. Yep. So Rachel starts talking to her mom and her mom, Kathy, Mrs. Lindsay asks if she has any red flags about Peter. And uh, her biggest one that she brings up several times is that she's afraid that he's not going to propose. Yeah. 
and that that's a pretty big thing. Um, and we learn much more about that later on as to what their definitions of uh, engagement is. So, yeah, I mean, I think that we knew that that was going to be her big red flag. Yeah, I mean, they've been bringing that up. They've been planting that seed for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Peter talks to Rachel's mom, um, he says that he's not sure that he could be ready to propose in two weeks. Right. That he just doesn't think that he can get to that place. Um, and that's when he says that he is he is interested in getting her blessing for them to continue their relationship and sure. date seriously because that's what he thinks the next step is. Right. Um, and she's all about that. I think that she gave a much more positive answer to that and more direct answer to that question than she did to the other two when they asked for her blessing. She never actually said, like, I'm giving you my blessing to ask to marry Rachel because I think that you're a good person to marry her. It was more like, hey, um, I trust Rachel, so if she thinks that she should get married to you, then I, then you have my blessing. Do you know what I mean by like, the difference in those? Yeah, but I think that that's, I mean, I don't think that the first version should really exist. Absolutely not. Like, she's not a piece of property. Like, well, we're not doing that anymore. Yes, agreed. Like, it's not, it's not like a a transaction occurring sure. so this whole like it like i wanted to talk about this like asking for blessing thing yeah because to me like so in the bachelor like usually this conversation would have happened last week with hometowns to the women's family right but there was nothing of that with like rachel talking to the families sure. like she never talked to the parents and was like hey so how do you feel about us getting married like it mm -hmm. wasn't and I, yeah, I just kind of hate that sort of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think in general, it's like a really old thing to do. Yeah. You know? Right. It's grounded in something that isn't how marriage works anymore. Exactly. Like when I talked to your dad about it, I didn't ask his permission. I like more just let him know that it was going to happen and like kind of gauged his reaction more than being like, I'd like your blessing. And is it okay if I do it? I was like, would I'm you give me three goats if I marry your daughter? <laughs> I actually did get a chicken that night. Though. He probably would give you a goat. Yeah, probably. Just as like a joke. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. I did, however, get half of a chicken that night because we had dinner at your dad's yeah. and we brought leftovers home. So I got a chicken and proposed to you in the same night. Interesting. So I did get something out of the transaction. So I'm worth half of a <laughs> cooked chicken. <laughs> I guess so. Were there any sides? Probably. I All think right. we got at least one side. All right. <laughs> you're, you're much more valuable than just half a chicken. Like, yeah, because we should have probably planned that ahead of time a little bit better. <laughs> like, if you had had me in on the deal, I would have you requested a fancier dinner, like a pig roast. <laughs> a goat roast? Although it was winter time, so I guess it would have been hard to do a pig roast. Still could have made it happen, though. I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see... We cut to this really adorable scene with Peter interacting with Alistair, who would be his nephew. Mm -hmm. um, and he asks if he knows what his name is. Yeah. And then he's like, Peter. Yeah. And he yeah. says it. Yeah. Like, it was so cute. It was cute. When it was even cuter, when Copper hopped over. <gasps> Copper's back! But 
I was like, I was so hoping that the, that was a sign that the rest of the dates would have copper too. No. But no, just once. But, but you, I think copper is an auspicious sighting. Exactly. Yeah. It means something. Oh my gosh. His his like second arm or his arm cast was off, but he but was still, still kind of like hopping weird. Yeah. Hopper, copper. Hopper, copper. Copper's so cute. Oh, absolutely. When he came on the screen, I didn't even really react because I was just thinking like, I really wish I could pet that dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, it's copper. I was like, it is copper. <laughs> yeah. You got much more excited when I said that. Oh, so cute. Another, so fuzzy. Yeah, I know. Another thing that happened when Peter asked what his name was to the little kid, um, Alistair's mom said, say winner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's also a sign. Yeah. Andrea likes him. Right. I don't think that this this meeting of the family could have gone any better for Peter. No, me neither. I think that, like, for the person he is in the relationship that he has with Rachel, like, that was, like, a perfect day. Yeah. I think they had a really good day. They both said that they moved the relationship forward. Yeah. I imagine that on some sort of, like, um, game board. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're playing Parcheesi, and you get to, like, move your piece. Yeah. I think they moved forward at least three spaces. Three whole spaces. Who knows how big the board is? That scale doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and like Peter's side of the board has like a longer distance to go before engagement than Rachel does. Oh, man. Game of life, man. It's complicated. <laughs> the next day, we get back to the little hotel room that they're staying at. Yes. And, and everybody's asking each other if they slept well. Yeah. Lots of did you sleep well going around. They just really care about each other like that. I always... So that's a question that like whenever people ask me, I feel like weird about it. Why do you feel weird about it? Because I feel like it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't. Because like, okay, so if I stay at like someone else's house and I didn't sleep well and mm. they ask me if I slept well and I say no, <laughs> like it seems like it's a reflection on... Like them in some way yeah. where like it could just be like, I'm not great at sleeping in new places <laughs> or like maybe it wasn't very comfortable, but like, I feel like it would be more on me to make a suggestion or. Well, I, I think that there's some value in it if you're staying multiple days, right? Like if I didn't sleep well one night and I'm still staying there for like three more days, I think it's important to know that I didn't sleep well just to see if maybe we could get some, some better accommodations so you think it's like, the, okay, so the person asks you and that opens up the door for you to be like, actually, I think I could use another pillow. I think that in a a perfect world, that would be the case. I don't think that's ever the expectation. <laughs> yeah, because to me, it's definitely not. It's and just like, small talk. And I'm the kind of person that I would just be like, hey, got another pillow? Like, right. before I went to sleep the first time. Sure. I'm not going to just like princess in the pee it. Princess and the pea? What's that? That's like, you know, the princess and she slept on, there's like a mattress and there's a pea underneath it. So it's kind of uncomfortable. I don't think a single pea is going to make it that bad for me. I don't know. That's what the thing is about. <laughs> Although there's another version where it was in this like book I used to read when I was a kid and it took the fairy tales like kind of to an extreme. Yeah. And it was like a bowling ball. Oh, I think with that one, I'd probably be like, hey, could you take the bowling ball out from under yeah, the mattress? Yeah, I think if you can feel a pee underneath you, like you, it's time for a new mattress. You need to like look into that. Um, Memory foam? Like a Casper. Yeah, Casper or Lisa. This week's podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's not. Oh, we don't get sponsors. 
Um, <laughs> if you want, Casper, though, if you want to send us a free mattress to try out. Oh, yeah, we're really interested. That sounds good. And not like that free 100-day thing, like just a free one for us to keep. Yeah, we'll say really nice things about it. As yeah. you can tell, we have interesting banter about mattresses. Yeah, our mattress is a little old, and we could use a new one. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too, actually, recently. Like, I wonder how much of a difference it would really make. I feel like it would only make a difference if we slept in one for, like, a few days, and then we came back to our mattress and was just like, oh, I really can't sleep in this anymore. Because I don't think I sleep that poorly. No, me neither. Yeah, so that's why it's like, I don't know, I guess another one could be better, but would I really know? I feel like we need new pillows, but, like, I'm not sure why and also there's so many different kinds of pillows and i never know like which one are you supposed to get mm-hmm. especially a lot of the pillows are very geared towards a certain way of sleeping and i sleep like anyway all the ways yeah sometimes i sleep on my belly <laughs> sometimes i sleep on my side sometimes i sleep on my back there's a funny story about you sleeping on your belly that's why i was giggling <laughs> um when we first started dating <laughs> I told you that most of the time I sleep on my stomach. And then you asked me, well, how do you breathe? How do you breathe? Because this was a thing that I like, I couldn't, and still, I guess I kind of get it now. But like, I imagine when you sleep on your stomach that like your face is still like, Just, like planks straight, down. like in front of you, not tilted to the side. Because yeah. if it's tilted to the side, that seems like it would be pretty uncomfortable. Like you're going to wake up with like a crick in your neck because mm-hmm. your head is going to be at like a 90 degree angle to what it usually is while you sleep. Maybe so, like so I imagine that angle. like for proper spine alignment, your face should be going straight into the mattress. Yeah, you can't breathe so well like that. That was an embarrassing question that I asked you very early on it, when we were dating. And I like I was so embarrassed that like we laughed for a really long time. I think that it was a good question for you to be to ask me because I was super intimidated <laughs> by you. And then I was just like, oh, you're a person. You're really dumb. <laughs> no, I don't think you're dumb. I never thought you were dumb. I'm not dumb. But. I so that was a dumb question. It was a very dumb question. <laughs> um, if you, someone ever tells you there aren't any dumb questions, That's just one. ask that one. I feel like, I think like halfway through asking it, I realized it was stupid and I started like laughing, but I just kept saying it because yeah. it was what I was thinking. And then my answer was, uh, turn your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then my world exploded. <laughs> <laughs> my life has never been the same. Oh, anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. They asked each other how they were sleeping, and then they kind of yeah. Nobody them. slept. Eric didn't sleep well. Rachel he was didn't nervous. sleep well. Rachel didn't sleep well because she wasn't on a Casper, <laughs> but she was reunited with Copper. Oh, that's true. I feel like I would just cuddle with Copper and be able to sleep really well. Yeah, because he's fuzzy. He's very fuzzy. No, you'd probably be all allergic and stuff. Oh yeah, that's most likely. I just get so itchy around my face. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I do think that when Rachel comes in and all three of them are there, I think it's super awkward that she kind of like has to ignore everyone to some to some extent. Yeah, it's like I spent all day yesterday with you, but... <laughs> yeah, like when she hugged Peter and he's like, oh, it's so good to see you. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she turns around. Yeah, yeah, don't. We're trying to downplay our relationship right now. <laughs> Eric is very nervous about their date. He talks about being anxious and nervous and then they go to some big tower in dallas it's called reunion tower and he's scared of heights but then he's like when i'm with rachel i feel really comfortable and relaxed and i'm like dude you just said you were anxious nervous (laughs) and scared like but of course yeah yeah she really mellows you out 
Not. Eric hasn't met a girl's family in seven years. That is correct. The last time was in college for Thanksgiving. Yeah. He didn't say much about how that went or anything. Yeah. And this is weird to me. Like, they really dwelled on this seven years thing. And yes, I guess seven years is a long time. But you also, like, it's not, it's not like you're just like, if you could say, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. I went to a girl's house last year. Like, is that going to make you feel better? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, I think it's always nerve wracking because it's just meeting new people. It's exactly. not like, oh yeah, I'm. I have this meeting parents thing down. Although I guess I've heard people say that before. I'm really good at parents. I think people on the show have said that they're better with meeting parents than they are with meeting new people. <laughs> parents are people. Sorry, like romantic people. people. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Do you feel that way about meeting? Parents are people. Like you're better with parents than with people? Um, parents are people. So. <laughs> Someone once told me. <laughs> a wise soul once told me that parents are people. Hmm. I don't think that... No, I don't think that I'm better, but I also don't think that I'm worse. You know, I just think that I'm equally as awkward with meeting parents as I am people. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> All right. So cut back over to the hotel where Peter and Brian are talking about this asking for a blessing thing. Yep. And Peter says that he didn't and that he said that he was going to, but he did ask to, for them to continue their relationship or whatever. And then Brian was like, yeah, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. Brian being his typical douche self. And then Peter was like, yeah, I don't want to be sitting with you here. Not going to lie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Peter's just like, I don't, I don't want to be with you. Yep. And he was like hanging out in those cool sweatpants. He just probably wanted to be on his own. Yeah. I wonder if they had to sit in that room together all day. No, I don't think so. I they think just they, like brought him out. Yeah. I think they put them in the room to get them to talk to each other a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't think that like the two of them would just be like, hey, man, you want to hang out for a little bit? No, definitely not. Especially the two of them. Yeah. They are like completely opposite people. Yeah. Peter is not a Brian fan. And Brian is whatever. Right. I don't care how Brian feels. But Peter said something like, yeah, I'm here sitting with her boyfriend while she's out with her other boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which is a funny, like... But that's how it is. That's right. like, what's going on? Yeah. I, I, I don't think that I could do that. Actually, I know that I couldn't do that. I couldn't be on this show. No, because you're engaged. Well, right. <laughs> They don't usually let engaged people the on time, the show. Yep, you're. That's one thing that you can't do now with your life. Oh my god! So it begins. <laughs> all the regrets. No regrets. I never at all. got to go on the Bachelorette. Oh, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I don't drink enough to be on the show. That is a valid point. A few Just years ago, though, been all over. I would have been good TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we cut over to a nice quick shot of a longhorn. Those are some longhorns. Holy moly. That's a cool animal. Yeah. Those horns are like, they're pretty awesome. They're like longer than my arms. They stretch out very far. I'd like to hang things on them. Like cl dry your clothes on them, maybe? No, or like, no, special things. Like talisman? Sure. <laughs> like a dream catcher? A, a few dream catchers. Or like 
chandelier crystals. Oh, so that it would his, the horns would cast Just rainbows glisten. all over. The, yeah, it'd be beautiful. Although, if they were really good prisms, it might start fires. Texas fire horn. Fire horn. Very cool. So Eric meets the family, gets talking and telling them that he has only met families two times. And that was back in prom. And during college, when he went home with his significant other for Thanksgiving. But that was about six or seven years ago. Yeah, and he wasn't in love with her. No. They had been dating for about eight months total. Yeah. No love. No love, though. And... I loved that Uncle Jeff was like, hey, weren't you one of the first four that was on the, you know, the end of The Bachelor? And he just, he watches the show. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. And then, Either that or someone fed him the line. Because it was also kind of awkward. Uh-huh. Like, either way, it was either really way, cool. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that it was Uncle Jeff that pointed that out. <laughs> Eric starts talking about his family as he was growing up and about how he really didn't have togetherness but that's one thing that he's really looking forward to once he has his own family with a wife and kids um that's super important for him because he didn't have that right that he wants that family bond he wants to build that yeah that's cool it's nice i mean it seems like he knows what he wants yeah i i just don't think it's with rachel Eric speaks to Constance with some one-on-one time. And did you notice how awesome Constance's tailor or her collar was? It looked like this giant like bow tie thing, but it wasn't. It was like a collar folded down and it had like BDC quins all around it. Oh yeah. That was pretty sweet. That was a neat I, I was yeah, do you think it was part of the shirt? I, I thought do. it was like an accessory. I think that like it was part of the shirt with a collar. Yeah. It was attached to it. Cool. Yeah. That was neat. Been looking out for that type of stuff. That's good. You caught a good one. We cut to Constance, who says that she's been like watching the body language between Rachel and Eric, and she just doesn't really think that they're like on the same level mm-hmm. as she is with Peter. Um, so then, but then we cut to Constance talking to Eric, where uh, Eric has told her that he's never been in love. Yeah, and he seems to just sort of like list a bunch of reasons that sort of would confirm like why they wouldn't be on the same level Mm -hmm. and then we cut to the cousin talking to rachel and she asks about like red flags Mm -hmm. i like that everybody did this and she says that like yeah the short relationship history thing like he's never been in love before um but that he's not a fairy tale person which i think is a a good um, descriptive word or descriptive phrase for him like he does seem very real and grounded sort of uh, relative to some other people in the show like at this point maybe but like after like their fantasy suite time or like pre this the, their spain date yeah that's like true. it's coming up yeah i mean he like he went all in yeah we're like i don't think peter's a fairy tale person Brian is 100% a fairy tale That's person. That's all he is. Yeah. I th- yeah, I liked that term, fairy tale person. Mm-hmm. I double underlined it. Ooh, I wrote it, so that's something. <laughs> wow. Eric talks to somebody. Ooh, I didn't write down who, but he says, like, I'm not in love with her. Yeah, he says, I love her unconditionally, but I'm not in love with her. Like, really quickly says it. This is where he confuses me, because he said something, I think, last week that was weird like this, too. 
where it was like, I love you. And then he like explained something that then seemed to like kind of take it back. Yeah. But I couldn't tell if he was trying to walk it back or if it was like he was actually adding like meaning to the statement. It didn't seem like. Where this, where it's like, I'm not in love with her. Like in the way, I almost thought that he might be saying it like, because that's not like sustainable or something like that. Like being in love with someone is something that you could then fall out of. Because th- then he said, I love her unconditionally, or he said that first, or yeah. but whatever, I love her unconditionally, like, seems like it is better than being, being in love, in with, love someone. with someone. I don't know. That's just like, because I feel like he doesn't really understand the love thing, really, at all, because yes. um, he says some pretty weird stuff surrounding it. It seemed like he might be trying to, like, say something more meaningful, but everybody else is taking it as, like, oh, He's You're not in love not with her. On the same page, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's weird. His his love language is <laughs> well. I, I think it's the- translated <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that the the rhetoric of like being in love, falling in love, feel like I'm about to fall in love. Yeah, I'm in love. Like they all talk about like different stages. Yeah, and I think that those stages mean different things to different people. Right. Like if. I don't know. I think that basically saying that I'm falling in love with you is just about the same thing as saying that I love you. I think they're pretty close. I feel like on the show, it's sort of like, I don't want to freak you out and say I love you yet. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm falling in love with you and kind of see how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, So that I don't look like an ass if you sent me home immediately. Right. I don't know that those like distinctions are so easy to make. That was the thing that I noticed a lot, where, like, they used all the different ones this episode. (laughs) I liked when Eric was talking to Rachel's mom, which I think was actually when he was saying these things. Um, But he said that he's ready to be the man he knows he is. Mm -hmm. um, And to provide, protect, and take care of everything in a relationship, or, like, as a husband. Um, I just, like, I like that he sort of has these ideals of what a marriage is especially I don't know that probably hasn't seen it right yeah i don't know that it's realistic like it seems sort of based on like expectations mo- movies yeah. or like yeah like i don't know that i don't know that relationships work the way he thinks they do no i think that he has like a fundamental understanding of like what a relationship is but because he hasn't really ever been in like a real one you know in a, in a real like committed relationship more than like eight months or whatever in college that he hasn't like experienced much of it more than just like the buzzwords that he needs to be thinking and saying. Yeah. Kath or Kathy, Mrs. Lindsay asks, uh, what does marriage look like to you? And he gives us three comms, commitment, communication, and compromise and then sacrifice. But I just thought it was funny that the first three things he said were all COM, COM, COM. I like, uh, I liked that it was a certain kind of commitment. It was commitment on all cylinders. <laughs> Fast and the Furious style. <laughs> yeah. Family. The three comms. Plus sacrifice. I mean, which those things are... Absolutely very important. Yeah. But important in, like, the way that everybody's expected to think that they're important. I don't know. It just... I think, sudden- like, yeah, there's something different between, like, knowing, like, reading a manual about how to be in a relationship versus actually being yeah. in one. Like, yeah. I think he, like, he has all the ideas, but whether or not those all happen, sure. like, I think he just needs to 
acted out a little bit more. Yes. More, I don't know, a few more times with different people. Eric does ask permission to get engaged. Mm -hmm. And you've already said that her mom says, you know, at this point, I feel comfortable with whatever Rachel thinks is appropriate. Sure. So, and Eric's happy with that. Yeah. Right right before she said that, though, she, like, kind of looked uncomfortable and, like, looked away mm. as he was saying it. I don't know. That was just my little takeaway about it. Yeah. Well, because I think that, like, I think the Lindsays overall are just, like, not super keen on this whole process. They don't trust it like us. We trust the process. That'd be a good commercial break. Then we go on. We're back in the hotel. And Rachel is picking Brian up for his date. Mm -hmm. Brian is wearing the watch that they got in Switzerland. Rachel's also wearing the matching watch. Right. Which Eric says, like, yeah, Peter or Brian wears the watch all the time. I don't blame him for that. It's a nice watch. But, like, Rachel's wearing it. So that, that like, means something. Yeah. Th thank you for explaining that, <laughs> Eric. Um, I almost missed it. I mean, if she was wearing the watch on, like, the other guy's dates, <laughs> that, that would definitely, would definitely be something. a sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian tells us that you only get one chance at a first impression, which begins the cliches for the day. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the hotel where Peter says that he is not the biggest fan of Brian. Right. And Eric, again, looks really uncomfortable because he doesn't <laughs> want to be in any of these conversations. Eric's like, I just, I want to just stay in my own room. I don't want us to all be together. <laughs> and Peter says that Brian has that Miami swagger and Miami's got a lot of fake boobs, fake asses and fake cheeks. So he doesn't know what the swagger is all about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is the shit talking coming from? <laughs> like, it just seems so uncharacteristic of Peter. I know. But he's just, like, wearing his casual clothes, sitting on the couch. He's like, I don't care. Whatever. You want me You want me to say some stuff into the camera? <laughs> Fine. I'll say some stuff. <laughs> but I love that he pointed out the fake cheeks. I wonder if that was a dig at Brian. You wonder? With his weird cheeks? With his fake butt cheeks? Not his butt cheeks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Maybe his butt cheeks. It's tough to tell, really. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of focus on that. But definitely his face cheeks are they, suspicious. They're very pronounced. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Whatever. You do you, Brian. If you want to take that chiropractor money, stick it, it in, in your, your face, face. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> so Brian and Rachel go to meet some of Rachel's friends, the ones that signed her up for the show. Marissa and Lauren. Marissa and Lauren. They are her friends first and her colleagues second. Yeah. So they're her best friends. Um, they mean a lot to her and their opinion of her boys means a lot to her too. And Brian's really excited because the other guys did not meet her friends. So he thinks that this is a big deal. Yeah. And the, one of the friends asks, you know, what are you, what do you do? Um, and he says, you know, well, I got my doctorate. And I've been practicing as a chiropractor for eight years. Oh, well, I wouldn't have guessed that you've been practicing for eight years. Because you look so young. How old are you? 37. Oh, it must be all that That's work cool. you've had done on your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine. <laughs> so they start asking him questions, like, to get to know him. And they just, like, kind of cut through all the small talk. Yeah, so Rachel says that she was really attracted to Brian because... 
he didn't have any gimmicks on the first day. Yeah. No gimmicks, no game. And I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. I wrote, what? <laughs> you, also, you also said, what? <laughs> yeah, that's... That's I mean, complete Brian's bullshit. middle name is Gimmicks and Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's got like hyphens. Hyphenated Gimmicks, gimmicks and, and Game. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. And then she goes on to say that she thought he was a douchebag. Right. She was, that he was so charming that she just couldn't believe it. And she really thought he was a douchebag. Meanwhile, some of like, us still think yes. that. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so it seems like the meet the friends went fine. Sure. We are driving over to Rachel's parents' house, and um, Brian asks, like, oh, so your Uncle Jeff is a doctor? And Rachel's like, yeah, he's an anesthesiologist. And I was like, please have them bring that up, like, in conversation, because I can't imagine that an anesthesiologist feels a lot of respect towards a chiropractor. Right. It's like, it. I don't know. I don't believe in chiropractors, so, like, I'm biased, and I also don't like Brian, so, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like they're not real doctors. Just like dentists. People say shit about dentists. Do you think dentists are more doctors than chiropractors? Yeah, because they actually solve problems. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? No, because I don't want them to mess up my back, <laughs> where I have to keep coming back every week. Right, it's very sustainable for them. Yeah, they never make you better. You just keep going to them over and over forever. Right, that's why I've never gone to one. I've had small back problems that I've just learned to live with because I don't want to have to... I think a lot of our back problems could be alleviated by improving our... (laughs) Exactly. Please, Casper, send us a mattress. No, I was going to say by increasing our core strength. Oh, well, that too. I think like poor muscles around your back is probably not great. And I definitely don't have strong, like, abs or anything. I mean, if we had a better mattress, though. Then I'd be more likely to exercise. Anyway, sorry, chiropractors. Sorry, not sorry. But in my experience, you're a bunch of con artists. Oh, God. (laughs) Also, most dentists are, too. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. I've gotten screwed by some dentists in my day. Me, too. Not as bad as you, though. I still have all my teeth. I have all my teeth. I just have a crown. Yes, you have like a stump of a tooth. (laughs) Okay, we need to focus. (laughs) Back to the show. This episode is too long. Yes. Brian goes in to meet the family. They ask him about his family and what he comes from. And he says that he's really ready to start his own family. And he really wants to start a legacy and have a tremendous amount of love. He says that his mother is his number one woman Mm -hmm. or something. And... Mrs. Lindsay wasn't a huge fan of that. He pipes up and is like... Okay, but what if, like, it comes to blows with mom and your wife? Who's first? And he's like, well, my, my mom is... She's been there and very important. He's like, well, I would just want them to work things out. But they can't. They can't work things out. Go. And then, like, Rachel's like, he said he said the wife would come first. And I'm just like, ew, can we stop saying, like, the wife? Yeah, you have a Like, name. there was a lot of, like, the wife. Yeah. It's like, we're talking about a specific person in this instance. This is not like a hypothetical. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But no, definitely not convincing. No, 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 (laughs) definitely not. I I just think that like, he has such a very like, overly strong relationship with his mom that like, it would be hard for me to be his 
partner knowing that. Yeah. Because when it comes to it, I don't think that he would take Rachel's side. And it seems likely that conflict will arise. Like, it's not like, I think a lot of times, like, I'm not usually concerned, like, oh, man, what's going to happen when Jake and my mom get into a fight? Oh, yeah. But, like, because that's just, like, not the kind of people that you are. But I feel like Brian's mom, I don't know, is a little edgy about stuff. Sure. I don't know. So it's a thing to actually be worried about. And he did not seem confident that he would take his wife's, the wife's, the wife's side. side. Yeah. Let's, let's use the proper yeah. descriptors. Yeah. The wife. Brian just is getting like straight grilled at the table too. Like they just keep asking him questions. They're after asking question. him like a lot of hard questions and they're not cutting him any slack at all. No. It was pretty stressful. Yeah. And, and he was like, I know you guys are skeptical. He kept like putting that in there. Like he would preface everything by that. And then like. Rachel's, I think, sister said, like, oh, so she was your girlfriend after a week? Because yeah. he said that, like, he thought of her as his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then she made, like, the say, what? Thing? Oh, yeah. She, uh, yeah. she gave him side eyes, what I wrote. Yeah. And that, and then she says that he was really lacking the sincerity factor. And the uncle asks, like, what does she bring out in you? And then it got really awkward because it was cut weird where he's like, can I be excused? Yeah. He's like, I just, I just need to leave the room for a minute. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, why did he leave the room? I don't think that it played out that way in real life. Because it seemed like they were just like grilling him and it got so intense that he was like, I'm just going to, I'll be right back. Yeah. I don't think that that's what really happened, but it definitely looked that way. Do you think he just had to poop? I think he had to poop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that what really happened is they spoke for a while and then... At some point, he was like, I need to be excused from the table because he had a poop or whatever. But I don't think that it happened in that exact moment when he when the uncle asked that question. Yeah, they definitely made it seem like it, though. And then he was gone for a long time. Yeah. And then Rachel was like, I'm low key annoyed, (laughs) but it's fine. And the family was like, what? We're just we just need to get clarity. Like, we don't know him like you do. And then, like, her brother-in-law, Alex, was, like, getting a little condescending. Because he was like, your reaction right now is very emotional. Do you think that he's a therapist? I don't know. But, like, I really liked him with Peter. But then, like, I was like, don't. Don't do that whole, like, emotional woman bullshit. We don't need that. But whatever. And then, like, so then we cut to the brother-in-law having, like, one-on-one time with Rachel. And he's like, yeah, so we hit your boy pretty hard earlier. (laughs) Um, Brian's talking to the sister, Constance, and he was like, I love your family already. And then she was like, seriously, it's been an hour and a half. (laughs) She's like, it's too soon. Like, that was his reaction. She was like, yeah, I'm a little skeptical about things. Then he's like, I love your family. Like, you guys are so great. And And he's doing the thing that he always does where he's just like laying on the charm super thick. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, like, you have an answer for everything. And then he was like, I've poured out more emotion in the last nine weeks. And and then I was like, okay, I wonder if that's how he thinks of it. Like, he's like pouring out the emotion, like intentionally, mm-hmm. like laying it on just because he's got to double, double down on his emoting. I guess. Because there's not a lot of time. So he's just doing everything like. It doesn't seem sincere at all. No, though. right. I don't buy it. Not one bit. Uh, Rachel's mom asks about any red flags. And Rachel says something about, I don't even know, but she the word love comes up. And Rachel's mom is super uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And understandably, like, I think that she sees the same thing that 
Rachel's sister saw and that like we see where it just it doesn't feel sincere and like yeah because she didn't have that same gut reaction with Peter and Peter said the love word right yeah yeah but it was just something about the way that Brian was just like laying it out there Rachel says that there are different versions of love right when she's and that's kind her of her mom. response and her mom says like well what I think love is is when you don't want to live without someone and Rachel was like well you don't think that could happen in nine weeks and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> the end very quickly no getting back to like how Rachel's mom's reaction to Peter was different I did notice one thing um she gave Peter a hug but didn't give anyone else a hug when they met mm. I found that interesting she gave like awkward handshakes to everyone but she was like oh I want to hug Peter so I think that she knows she knows she, she knows got the, wins. the early heads up yeah all right you heard it here first. Peter wins. I mean, I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, but now we have proof. Oh, the mom hug is the <laughs> is the Punxsutawney Phil coming out of the hole, seeing yeah. his shadow. No more winter. So, and again, Brian asks for her blessing for proposal, and she gives the same answer she gave to Eric that... He, the way that he asked was pretty weird, though. He's like, I'll, I will be proposing I will at the end be, of this. If she picks me, I will be proposing and intend it to turn into a marriage. That did. And then, like, like, there was... Like, I was like, was, was that a question? Like... Yeah, actually, I guess he never did, at least on camera, ask for her blessing. She's like, okay, because I trust her judging. Yeah, she you said have my the blessing. same thing. But didn't... I, yeah, again, I don't think he actually asked. Yeah, and then they left and Rachel was like, I'm proud of you. And he was like, I think it was a success. And I just was like, what part? Like, what? how... Yeah. Really? Like, you don't think that could have gone better? <laughs> <laughs> like, in every way? In what world are you living where that was good? They all hate you. <laughs> and we we do too. <laughs> so take a goddamn hint and get out of so, here. scram. And now it's off to España. Uh, Rioja. At first, Rachel's just like, we're in the northern region of Spain. I was like, that's very vague. <laughs> and then we find out we're in... La Rioja. Yeah. Where there's lots of wine. Vineyards everywhere. Vineyards. Vineyards, vineyards. To the left. A la izquierda. A la derecha. There's the vineyard. There they are. Everywhere. So Rachel steps out of a minivan and she stares out into the landscape and sees church bells ringing. And then she takes her luggage out of the minivan. <laughs> it was such a weird scene. So like, like you're like looking at her and there's just like an ugly car behind her. <laughs> like, uh, she says she hopes to leave an engaged woman. She leaves Spain. And she plans to take advantage of every second, including the fantasy suites. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. And then she sums up her relationships with all of the guys. With, with Brian, she has a strong physical and emotional connection, but her family was concerned. With Peter, they have an effortless connection, but she's concerned about the proposal. And with Eric, she's most confused about his feelings and used because he used love in a friendly way. So let's see how it goes. We get in a helicopter with Eric. Who she was super excited. We're going in a helicopter. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. You can tell that he was not super thrilled. No. But Eric says, one on one, full of fun, big rage, big E. <laughs> Like they have like slogans. Yeah, they have a lot of slogans. Rachel is just like giggling uncontrollably. Yeah, through this whole beginning part. Yeah, like, when she sees him, she's giggling. She's giggling in the helicopter. She's giggling on her way over to the helicopter. 
she's giggly. She's very giggly around him. And meanwhile, like Eric just keeps talking to the camera and being like, I really am going to say love and love and stuff. <laughs> and there's lots of love happening. And like, and Rachel's, and he's also like shouting a lot. He's very energetic. Yeah. So Rachel asks, was hometowns, like, was it insightful for you? What did you learn about me? And I just expected him to be like, love, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's love. (laughs) Because he was just shouting about everything and so preoccupied with love. and But he didn't. And that was disappointing. Unfortunately not. So after they land on the somewhere, it doesn't seem like there's a helipad anywhere. They just kind of like land somewhere in the grass, probably. And they get walking up that ramp. They're just kind of like standing by the the stone wall, and they like do a weird bend over thing. On yeah, the, yeah, that was uh pretty intimate. That was odd. It was uh, I don't know. I just found it very uh, erotic. Yeah, he like squished her up against a yeah, just short against stone her. wall. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> good one. Yeah, so they walk out to this building and they ring a wish bell. Eric probably wishes that he can say love to her. But he did say that. He said, I wish I could tell Rachel that I love her. Yep. You, you can tell her that. Right. That's, uh, that's doable. That's a bad thing to wish for. You don't need to wish for that. More, you don't more have to, wishes? Don't have to waste a wish on wishing for something you could just say out loud. Yeah. And also, more wishes. You just wish, you wasted a chance to you ask, wish for more wishes. wish for more wishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's nighttime. They're walking into their intimate table, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, the courtyard where there's a sweetheart table that's what happens when there's like a thing looming over you that you know you want to say is you just talk about how beautiful it was and what a nice day you had um rachel says if tonight goes well she could offer the fantasy sweet card to eric again that's how it works that's how it works so she asks him so how do you feel and so he starts recounting their relationship and all the things they've been through together and he was like, well, the Copenhagen hot tub. It all goes back to the hot tub. It's really tub. where it all started for me. When that guy showed his wang to me. When they were in a hot tub together. I mean, when I think about our relationship. You think back to the hot tub, right? <laughs> that's really... And Rachel's like, what, uh, what about the hot tub? You mean like, that's where like the physical connection started? Or no, 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 no. It was more... Emotional. More, yeah, but but more emotional. Yeah. I mean, I think mostly the kind of connections that are made in hot tubs are emotional (laughs) definitely not absolutely physical because you're under the water that you don't have many clothes on yeah and then we start talking about how rachel challenges eric emotionally and that he's never had that before and this was to me where i was like this relationship should not be the last one you have before getting married like if this is the first girl you've ever met who challenges you emotionally i don't know i just feel like that's got to be such a different experience and you should like play that out try that on else. with other people also for her that's a huge burden i feel like you're a person that's never been emotionally challenged and this is the first time that like anybody is so i'm the one who's doing it to you first i don't know i feel like that would make that would kind of make me feel um worried that you would take it the wrong way mm. like you know like i'm always just like challenging you and like stop i don't want to be challenged right you know yeah like you're like a project yeah yeah that like the thing that intrigues him about her is that she challenges him but that's something that i think you can find in a lot of people where there's probably uh, like other people that would challenge you but would fit better like you're so Mm -hmm. overcome by this one quality that 
other people would probably have. Yeah, I agree. Rachel says, uh, we're down to the wire. And I expect her to say, so do you love me or what? <laughs> like, she's really, like, pushing him. Yes. And is like, how do you feel about me and how did you get there? And then eventually he says, I love you. Mm-hmm. And she, like, doesn't see... I mean, usually when this happens, like, we've seen this happen in the past, I feel. And, like, she gets, like, really smiley and, like, kisses them immediately yeah. as, like, a... But she doesn't really do a lot. And then he kind of talks more. And then he says it a second time. And then she kisses him. But, like, it just doesn't seem super enthusiastic to me. Definitely not. She was much, like, more giddy earlier in the day. And I felt like... I just thought she would have been, like, very excited. But she wasn't really... Right, because she was pushing him to say it. Right. But then he says it and it's just kind of like... She's like, I don't like the way it sounds. But she's like, here, you want to read this card? So they're drinking out of stemless champagne flutes which I've never seen before, but I'm intrigued at the idea of. Yes. They do the fantasy suite thing. He reads the card, and at the end of it, he's like, Chris Hermison? Chris <laughs> What's that guy's name? He doesn't say Chris Harrison. No, I don't think he knows his name. I don't think he knows who Chris Harrison is. <laughs> What's this guy? We Chris, haven't seen him in like three Chris months. Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they have their sleepover. After, after he says that he loves her to her and everything he said tonight i just really want to build that strong deep love we need to go deeper he kept yeah, saying deep a lots lot. of lots of deepness and he said love like a hundred times like once he got it out he just like once you pop you can't stop <laughs> love, 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 love 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 like when he said goodbye to her in the morning love ya love ya love 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 um rachel looked amazing in the morning in that like onesie sweatsuit that she had yeah so she was wearing a really cool onesie but then even like so they went out to like get coffee or something and she was super dressed down but like looked really cool and she didn't have makeup on Mm -hmm. and she looked fantastic yeah just saying yeah you are saying good that's cool (laughs) yeah glad she looks so good in the morning cool sweats (laughs) that's what i wrote cool Cool sweats. sweats i want sweats like that peter then we have peter time in spain I mean, Pedro. Pedro. So he comes dancing down the hill. A little bit does like this cool little sidestep thing. Oh, yeah. He's so goofy. Yeah. And they go vineyard exploring. Well, he tells her that this is not the right thing to wear on a windy day. Because she's wearing like this long shirt. It's not even that long. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that. It's long for a shirt, but short for a dress. Yes. And it's very breezy out. And so he like jokes about what she's wearing, which Mm -hmm. I thought was cute. She's like, stop. And they go to a a vineyard and they walk into a cave and I was expecting to see dragon skulls. (laughs) Because the last time I saw a cave on TV. It was in Game of Thrones. And there were dragon skulls in it. (laughs) But alas, there was just an old man. Who sang to them. And then gave them wine, and Peter chugged the entire glass of wine. Yeah, they were doing, like, a wine tasting. That wasn't a tasting. There's a wine uh, chugging. Peter just, like, yeah, he chugged. I don't think I've ever seen anybody chug wine like that. No, it just went straight I, down. Like, I ex- I was embarrassed for him. I was expecting one of them to be like, what? Dude, you're supposed to spit it out. <laughs> you're supposed to swish it, do all the stuff, the sniffing and all that. The song that the guy sang to them was about, like, a girl kissing a guy and, like, killing him with her kisses. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Peter looked very uncomfortable when the man was singing to them. Yeah, cool. He had no idea what he was saying. Right. And, like, it was I would also feel... That's, sure. that's, like, that's private concert, like, to a very specific... Yes. 
like a single person singing at you mm-hmm. like in on, a language you don't understand exactly yep 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 i don't know if that makes it better or worse and then he was telling a story about how he started the vineyard with his wife and they've been together for 57 years but rachel mistranslated it to 51 years i found that kind of funny yeah, I mean, I was impressed that she... All I could think of during this was like, oh, well, if Brian was there, he would be able to translate it because he speaks Spanish. Oh, that's definitely going to come up during their date. Probably. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, we don't understand you, though, because you have your Colombian Columbia. accent. The man gives them a key to their own personal wine cellar that says Raquel y Pedro. Yeah, that's pretty special. Yeah. They seemed really excited about it. Yeah, they have their own wine cellar there now. I think they were drinking a lot of wine. Yes. So that's when, so they then they went outside and they were drinking their wine and Rachel said, you know, please tell me how conversations with my family went. She was like very eager to hear. Right, right before that, actually, she asked or asked him to make a toast and he made one and I don't remember what he said, but she's like, that's exactly the same toast I was going to give. <laughs> yeah, that was, was she being sarcastic? I don't think so. I think she was being serious. Cute. It was cute. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. So she wants to know about how conversations went with the family. And he says that, you know, they're a good balance of each other. Mm-hmm. He asks uh, how she feels about him maybe not being ready to propose and being ready for marriage right away. She opens her mouth, is beginning to speak. And this cute little girl shows up and like peeks around the corner. <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> she's wearing this little white dress and she's like, you know. Do you think the producers like sent her over? I don't think they're that, like that, now, now. Go. I don't think that naturally happened. Yeah, I yeah. Think that, that was because they really like they interrupted the most interesting conversation that like we knew needed to happen. Right. Yeah. So this adorable girl comes and gives Rachel a flower and sweeps them away to go squish grapes with their feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave them there. But of course, you can't discuss serious relationship issues while squishing grapes with your feet. Seriously. So they wait until the evening. As the thunder rolls. <sighs> And Peter has saved the cork from their bottle of wine that day. It's a family tradition to save corks from special get-togethers and to write something to remember the night. So Rachel does. And she writes something about to a night of firsts. Yep. Which to me is in reference to their first first slumber party. (laughs) (laughs) Then they resume their chat about proposing. Yeah, and she said that she didn't come this far and sacrifice to have a boyfriend. You know, she wants to get engaged, and engagement means that at some point, you know, they're going to continue the relationship and then get married down the line. But it doesn't mean like I don't know. They have like a different way of feeling. They have a completely different idea about what being engaged means. Like to Peter, engagement means we are getting married. We just need some time to arrange a wedding right and like we're not going to start planning a wedding when we're not engaged so that's all that that time period means to him is that like it's just we are married it's just we need to kind of get our ducks in a row yeah and plan everything and for rachel it's just like yeah we'll probably get married uh but it's mostly a continuation of dating but a bigger commitment which i think is kind of the way you have to think about it on this show yeah definitely and I think that she was hoping that by saying that, like, he would take that and be like, okay, I understand that. And he does. He says he understands, 
but that that's not what it means to him. Right. He's like, I respect that, but I disagree. And they can't get past that. And then just it's just a lot of, I don't know what to say. Yeah, Rachel says, like, well, relationships are about sacrifice. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want you to sacrifice. Like, I don't want you to compromise what you believe about this. Peter's like, I don't know where to go from here. And Rachel's like, I don't know what to tell you. And to me, like, I got, like, I got so stressed, not only because, like, I want their relationship to work and, like, I don't like watching the show and not having things just kind of work out. Right. But also because, like, I've been, not in this exact same situation, but I've been, like, in a a moment where I've had too much to drink and have gotten into, like, relationship fights. Oh, okay. Where, like, neither person wants to back down. Yeah. And you just kind of get, like very frustrated with the other person yeah. like to me like i like i could just it was so real to me mm-hmm. that like i really just think that they're they're just like in a weird spot right now like they've been sitting there drinking and like, like all day and they're both just kind of like very headstrong about this particular yeah. thing which is very silly yep but it's just like well i just don't know i don't know what to do and so like what they're kind of hinting at is like well we don't know what to do so we're probably just never going to talk to each other again and break up <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think that's Which is happen. absurd. Right. I think that what's going to happen next, not next week, dang, the week after, because I think next week is uh, Mentel All, right? Yep. So I think that the next episode of new content, it's going to like pretty quickly flip and do that thing where yeah. they're like, well, but we can do it this way or whatever but we should probably just sleep together tonight and figure it out yeah yeah no so it like it ends with rachel saying like yeah i was really hopeful for what we could be and then snap like i don't don't know if it's gonna happen anymore and then it was like to be continued what (laughs) i can't even believe it yeah because now next week is mental so we're not going to get any resolution so we're waiting two weeks Mm -hmm. i'm shaking my head tisk 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 it's a long time to wait. I and think like, it's... You, are you hopeful that it's all going to work out? I am. Mrs. Lindsay gave him a hug first, before they even knew each other. And Copper was around for his date. Right. And... And they went to that dog spa or whatever, dog pool party together. Oh, yeah. That means a lot. Because she has a dog. He has a dog. He has a dog. I think. I'm just making that up. Copper's going to be his soon. He's going to adopt Copper. Yeah, I just want every... I don't know. I don't like that they're having this moment. I think that they're also both smart about things like this, too. Like, they've been very real with each other. They've kept it 100. They haven't told each other they're keeping it 100, but they have been doing it. (laughs) And I think that it's going to be okay. And I think it's going to resolve pretty quickly next week. Not next week, in two weeks, whatever. The next episode. Uh, We'll be back next week with... A recap of Mental All, and um, looking forward to that. Yeah, should be filled with lots of interesting drama. <laughs> Fucking Lee revisited. Woo! Yeah. And Waboom will be back, though. Oh, well, that I will. I hope that they just don't even really talk to Lee, and that it's all about Waboom. Just Wabooming all around. <laughs> just bouncing around the room, booming all over. Everybody gets to try what it out. What has he been up to? I can't wait to find out. We'll find out next week on the Mental All. I'm Sarah. I'm Jake. And this This has been We We Trust Trust the Process. Process. Follow us on Twitter. At We Trust T Process. Bye. Farewell. Au revoir. Adios.